This is the Ambiguous Podcast Solution, the podcast for podcasters. Stories told by everyday people as well as longtime professionals. Join a member of the APS team as they discuss the crazy world of podcasting. The only catch? We only speak to fellow podcasters. We will bring you the origin stories, the greatest hits, learning experiences, and the future goals of podcasts of all shapes and sizes. If you're listening to this, hopefully it will inspire you to start your own podcast, or it will inspire you to keep going and give you ideas on how to make your podcast better. If you have a podcast and want to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us at info at APSpodcast.com for more details. Welcome Welcome to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. Now let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. And today, I am looking, pretty much looking into a mirror. That's why I actually, why I shaved. Because Ryan, we had a very similar beard. Now it's like, we do similar things. We're both wearing hoodies. We're both wearing hats. I had to do something a little bit differently. I am joined by Ryan Sullivan from the Bopcast. Now Ryan is a rapper, producer, DJ, and podcaster from New Jersey. Also from New Jersey myself. Um, also known by a stage name, Sully Bop. In 2018, team he he launched the bobcast an audio and video podcast interviewing uh interviewing outliers who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo i gotta tell you how you, i gotta ask how you came up with that one but he also launched a podcast principles of full service digital podcast production company in march of 2020 so ryan it sounds like we're a competition i use that in quotes uh, but competition is another word for partner in the podcast game so how are you doing my friend welcome to the podcast it's a pleasure to meet you Thank you for, for doing this. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. And yeah, I mean, same thing I said, we both said in our emails, which is it's competition, but it's, it's really not, it's just who's going to do it. And it's, it's, it's who, which person do they like the most or develop a relationship with most? It's like, there's four mechanics that you can go to. It's just the one that you think is the most honest and the one you like the most. Right. So yeah, man, I don't view it as competition in this podcast world. Same as you. Um, you're the second or third company I've talked. You're the third person today that does what we do that I've talked to today. So, you know, it's like, I'm just constantly adding folks uh, like yourself to my network. And for you to be a Jersey based person, that's, that's great, man. I love New Jersey podcasts it's not a huge podcast community which i've realized um in new jersey so hey if we're we're kind of making it happen out here so thanks for uh, having me i appreciate it slowly but surely i mean with podcasting in general it's more of this like you know the stronger the stronger you are together the stronger you are together right the stronger the individual the stronger the whole so that kind of works out for me um it is interesting i would like to talk to, i also like to talk to people like you because it's like okay what are you doing differently that i'm not doing um, but let's go back to the beginning. How did you get into podcasting? Yeah. So, I mean, the easy answer is that I started watching Joe Rogan years ago, you know, in what 20, year? you remember? Yeah, I do. Um, probably 2014, uh, 2013. I listened to him probably end of 2012, early 2013. Okay. I'm like, probably maybe a, maybe a year after that, somewhere in that realm. Like I, high school to me was a, was a blur and a yep. haze. So I don't, uh, no pun intended there. Um, it was, so I don't really remember specifically, but I got into him. I was just, you know, consuming content online and uh, mostly YouTube. I was just binging YouTube. It was kind of post video game phase for me, like Mm -hmm. video games. I just wasn't into as much anymore. And I was really getting into these kind of figures online. Right. So I get into Joe's podcast. The later I later on 2016, I find Tim Ferriss read his books first, then got into his podcast because he launched that in 2014. So, you know, those kind of guys, the Joe Rogan's, Tim Ferriss, Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory, uh, there's there some other ones in there too that kind of stopped and started. But, um, you know, that's, that's how I found the medium. And then in 2018, I launched my podcast. So the context for that is I was just obsessed with podcasts. I really liked the medium and I love talking to people and I always wanted one, right? It's like everybody, how every, most people start is like, Oh, I think it's cool. Let me try it. You know, and then some people end up actually trying it. And then some people end up trying it and then continuing and actually pursuing it. So I was just in that camp. You know, I had two friends that were not even that close to me, but I mentioned the idea to them because they liked my music and they said, yeah, we'd like listen to it. So I'm like, all right, cool. I have two listeners guaranteed. And I released my first two episodes, just me talking to the, to the camera and they got, you know, a few hundred views. And I'm like, that's more than enough to keep going there. And not like I was looking to monetize or I don't care really about the numbers at all. But, um, you know, it just from there, I met a guy in college and he made 
he worked at FedEx. FedEx paid for his college. Then he quit. So they just paid for a school and then he quit. And then he made six figures on the stock market. So I'm like in like a year. Right. And this Jesus. dude's like 20, 20 years old. Yeah. So I said, I got to interview this guy. Right? You know? <laughs> so I said, on a whim, I changed it to an interview show on the third episode. Uh, and then four episodes later, I rebranded it to Bobcast. And then now for the last 50 plus episodes, I've been a uh, Bobcast. So that's kind of the, evolution of of the podcast now do you have any backgrounds in like radio production iv av um video production anything like that you go to school for that or is this literally just you learned from scrap just learn learn on learn learn on the job as they say yeah and i didn't even learn on the job i mean i just learned like at home at nighttime you know and i was a i was a mechanic on and off for five years that was my day job while i was going to college and every night i would come home and just make music and podcasts so it started with me for music. I went to a pretty, pretty high level. I mean, this guy made all of his living from like selling clothes and making music. So I, I went to this guy, I told him what I was doing. You know, he kind of just gave me some game and he was like, listen, like you're not that good, but you have potential and just, you just got to refine the craft and just work on it. So a year later I went back to him with a self-produced album that I wrote and recorded and, and, and produced myself. Like I made all the beats so after working on logic and making hundreds of hip hop beats, I knew how to work logic. So I applied the same concepts to podcast editing. And so as I was making beats, I was also learning at audio engineering. And then I interned at a music studio for free. I know this is a lot, but I interned at a music studio for free so I could learn real audio engineering. Right. So then I had engineering and production experience. I could always talk. I knew that I could refine the interview side and the voice side of it as I went. I thought I was going to be a voice actor. I didn't even know that I was going to be editing podcasts or launching people's podcasts. So it really was a combination of things. And as you said, learn on a job, but learn on the job for that internship that I, that I did for free. But, but mostly it was just coming home and, and just doing the stuff. Like I would come home, eat, work out, you know, record and edit. That was like my routine. Well, that's how a lot of people do it. That's a lot of people. I mean, you think of anything, right? Even, even radio. It's like, well, how do you learn radio? You get, you get in the studio. Right, you just you find a way to get time. How do you make a mixtape? You get studio time. And podcasting is like, oh, okay, I can have a studio in my living room. I can have a studio in my bathroom. Not my bathroom. I can have a studio in my my dining room. Guess the bathroom. Like you can have a studio on your phone. Like it it really is that easy. But the fact that it's that easy, it's kind of surprising. A lot of people drop because they realize how hard it is. Now, you did music first. I'm like your rap career came first, or podcasting came first. I know you made beats, but in terms of actual rapping. Yeah. So when I learned how to make beats, that was for my own raps, like for my own music. So I learned how to make beats so I could rap over those beats because I couldn't afford them. So yeah, I mean, uh, the music definitely, the emphasis on music started first. Yeah. And then it kind of got to a point where it was like music and podcasts were at the same level for me. And then kind of podcasts, like I still release music, perform and do all that, but like podcasts took over my life, you know? Uh, but yeah, it did. It started with music. I have a background in music. I've been playing for record you know playing for a long time uh been releasing for like five years so all right you you make you make like 500 million dollars would you rather it be from podcasting or from music oh where would i like to make that money yeah like i think it's like you got you got like a job right like it's a job like you come in super successful and you make 500 million dollars in a year would you rather that money come from a podcasting career or a music career uh mu- music for sure because mm. First love. Okay. Yeah. First love. And it's harder podcasting. Not that it's harder. It's harder in a different way. I just, it wouldn't, the real answer is it doesn't matter at all because they completely support each other. But, Mm. um, I think music only because music, it wouldn't, it would, for me to have made that much money, I would have had to tour the world. Right. So that means I would have been the artist that I know I could be. So that's, that's why I would go that route. Whereas podcasting, I wouldn't, I would only have to have, I would only have to keep doing what I'm doing podcasting to make that much money. It's just that it would reach that many people. I'd have this many sponsors. Right. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, how did I get that much money? Well, I would have had to then go on a tour and be some probably world famous artist. So. Now you'd mentioned that, uh, your music career and your podcasting, they were kind of, they work hand in hand, right? They intertwine. So talk to me about the relationship 
with um, music and podcasting and how a skill set from one can transfer over to the other? Yeah, great question. The pod, the music side of things, you have to be first willing to record yourself. You have to be willing to hard. constantly audit yourself. It's yeah, hard. It's and so hard. in the form of so, imagine you have a two and a half minute podcast, and every you are you are stressing, you are refining every single word, and every single syllable, and every inflection on every word. And that's what music is, right? It's mm-hmm. a two and a half minute podcast with music in the background where you use a different, you use a few different sections to tell a story. Same thing as a podcast. Um, but yeah, the intertwining happens where I, I mean, I get, I don't, I never get nervous for podcasts ever, but I get nervous every time I go on stage, you know? Mm. So I knew that they were going to help each other. Like it was almost like I did music first. I, it was harder for me to be open like that on stage, but podcasting, sitting down and just talking was always very comfortable. So I think it was almost that the podcasting helped the music as well. And I think just, but the overarching themes are really getting yourself out there. First of all, recording yourself, being able to listen to yourself, and then you have to know yourself pretty well to do that. And then releasing it to the world. When you release a song, that's all your emotions and your feelings and everything that's going on with you. Something that you spent so much time getting right releasing it and then people it's crickets or maybe you become the next TikTok hit, right? right. You're not going to know. You have no idea unless you release it. So similar for a podcast, you have this grand idea. You've gone through the strategy. You have amazing artwork. You have amazing guest lineup. I mean, I've seen it. I've worked with podcasts that failed that had all-star lineup that should have been multi-million dollar podcast, right? So it's like really that, that one thing is, you know, getting it out to the world, you know, and being comfortable with that. So I think that's a lot of the intertwined. And then we could get into the audio side. It's just a little bit more boring, but I'll get into that. I'd like to get into that too. Definitely a little more technical. Uh, what's yeah. your preferred platform to edit? You are a Windows or a Mac guy? Mac all the way, just because I'm a Logic Pro guy, I, I can't, I have to have Mac. Uh, Windows all the way. <laughs> Windows all the way, baby. We're recording on this on Adobe Audition right now. All right, so let's, so funny. let's talk about the industry, podcast industry. You say every podcast is a business, whether you treat it like one or not. Now, that's you took the words right out of my mouth. So I my philosophy is that podcasting is a tool for your business, right? It's a voice for your business. If you have a podcast, you are a brand. If you have a business, you are a brand. That brand needs a voice. The purest form of communication is a podcast. The P stands for personal. So um, – Tell me what you meant by that, by every podcast is a business, whether you treat it like one or not. Because there's plenty of people who do this for the fun of it. They don't care about downloads or whatever. But in an essence, it's still, it still is a business. Mm. Are you satisfying a need? Yes. Mm. Are there inputs? Yes. Are there outputs? Yes. Is there time invested? Yes. Is there resource invested? Yes. Is there more than one person involved? Most of the time sounds like a business to me, you know? So I just kind of, I didn't, I looked at podcasts, not like a business until I started a business. Then I went, Oh, this is business. This is black and white, you know? And now, as you said, people can, you can have my pot personal podcast. I don't, I treat it like a business in the way of like, Hey, we have sponsors, affiliates, things like that. Those I take a big business mindset towards, but I'm not making decisions for financial gain in that podcast. Right. So it's more, it's not that every podcast is a business. It's that if you follow principles of business when making decisions, then you're going to have an easier time because it makes more sense in that context. Just because so much of it aligns with the principles of business. So that's really what, that's really what I meant by that is like, whether you treat it like one or not, it's probably better to follow business principles if you're not even if you're not making money you know yeah um you're always going to follow the top you know who's the top it's like the top podcast treat it like a business so let's look at what they're doing and you break that down it's not like they're just willy-nilly hey we might record today hey we'll record if we feel like it tomorrow same thing with a business they open their doors every day unless there's an issue you're opening your doors every day no matter how you feel about it right and same thing for podcasts. You have to record. You have to record today, whether something happened to you, whether somebody cut you off, it doesn't matter. So that's kind of how I look at it in, in a business context is like, I'm not saying treat it like a business. Make sure you get ROI. That's not the business stuff I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about principles, how you approach decision-making, how you approach people involved, how you approach guesting, how you approach, approach branding, design. I mean, half of this stuff is business. Branding, you're going to go to somebody who makes logos for businesses. That's going to create your podcast logo, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with that. No, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very good point. Um, so it, are the people you work with, a lot of them kind of come from the same spheres or do you have someone who's like, Hey, I'm a commercial banker. I need a podcast for my business. Or, Hey, I sell mortgages. I need a podcast for my business or Hey, I'm a chef. I need a podcast. Anything like that? Because I talk to a lot of those people just like, all right, what do you do? I'm thinking, okay, how, why would this person need a podcast? And it's not that hard. Actually, it's really a lot easier than you'd think. So do you run into people like that? Or is it kind of more of people of the same sphere? In the beginning, it was, let me get whatever I can get, right? Of course. In the beginning, I did, the first podcast I did with somebody else, for somebody else was for a marketing agency. After that, I did entertainment celebrities, which was crazy. And neither of those ended up working out or continuing. They both stopped. And so after that, I went, what did I learn from that? I learned too many cooks in the kitchen is bad. You never want to work with that. You never want to have more than one to two people making decisions. I don't care what the context is. No, it's 100% One correct. One person no, is the point. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So then I go, I can't just work. I don't, I, I can work with businesses. I love businesses. I understand them. I've worked with them. It can work. But my thing is like, okay, there's no company doing this just for personal brands and trying to make it affordable for, pers- for solo entrepreneurs, solo brands. So those are typically the people I work with. I have a job networking show that I edit and they are a business. They have multiple hosts, but I hand, I, I, I speak with one person, you know, from the show. Then I have uh, a coach. I have a job search coach. I have a men's coach, you know? So I typically, it does end up being those people who are, you know, coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, yep. people who have successful businesses that really want to get that content out there, but they might not have an entire company behind them. So when you, they're going to hire somebody for their podcast, they're, they can't hire it. They don't want to hire a team. Like that's what they're trying not to create another business. So we have the team in house, you know, for you. So yeah, those are the people we work with. Yeah. I mean, investment banker, chef, I can, we can create same thing as you. We can create a podcast for these guys. My system will work for almost anybody, but I found that the people like even myself, like I have a, you know, an executive assistant and project manager, that's my team. Right. So people like myself, it's like, I can't hire an entire you know, arm of my business just to create this podcast. So right. I try to just solve my own issue, really. Yeah, I talked to a lot of life coaches. Me too. Um, a lot of life coaches reached out to me. I and mean, my first question is, do you have a podcast? And a lot of them go, no. And I go, why? Why? It's like, you, you're mm-hmm. a life coach. You are a brand. You, you're yourself. Your name, Joe Smith or whatever, is a brand. Why don't you have a podcast? It's like, well, what would I talk about? You're a life coach. <laughs> it's like if you if that's your question, man, like you got some other stuff to figure out, you know, like you just don't understand content or brand or creating a brand at that point. Well, it's know? simple. Like even like um, if I go to like a networking event, right, and someone is a lawyer, a lawyer have you, and they go, "What would I talk about?" I go, "Dude, you're a lawyer. Talk about previous cases. Don't use names because you can't. Like talk about cases you've personally won." that you have won, how you won them, understanding the law. If you're a um, personal injury lawyer, right? Tell certain stories or go to famous stories or cases like the OJ. Do a five-part series on the OJ trial. From a lawyer, what happened, why it happened. And then in the, in the podcast, run ads on your own services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use promo code lawyer for 10% off, like whatever. It's just like, or... If you're any other business, it's like, what would you give away for free? If you're selling life insurance, right? People like to talk to me all the time. I sell life insurance. Just like, what information would you give at a free meeting, a free consultation? That's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have fun. I mean, I think yeah. that's the other portion of it too, is like people create something that's so hyper-focused on like making sales or something, and then they quit early because it wasn't fun. You yeah. missed the whole first component, which is make sure you like it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Podcasting is a great networking tool. Like I use the, the, the biggest podcast solution is a networking tool. And it's fun, right? Talk yeah. with Tarashek is also a networking tool and it's fun. My wrestling podcast, straight fun, right? It's just 100% fun. Um, 
But that being said, I did start that podcast in 2015. That was my first podcast, 2015. So the business has changed a lot from then. What changes have you noticed in your X money years in podcasting? Yeah, I have, I, what I notice, and this is almost pretty, probably more recent than anything. Well, I guess a few things. So the revenue side, right? The ad side, it hasn't touched radio, right? I want to tell people podcast is so, uh, they're so big. They're so huge. They were talking on the radio. Um, who was it? Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, talk radio, the sports, the six sixty AM, right. They were like, my dad was telling me like, Oh, they were talking about how podcasts haven't blown up yet. And I'm like, no, they've blown up. They've blown up. But it's like, you have to look at the numbers. The ad revenue is not even close to radio. So it's yeah. like, okay, but that's coming up. So the, every year we see the, what is it? It's a billion dollars. Probably I think globally now a billion and a half dollars into uh revenue ad ad revenue for podcasts. Right. So that's, I've seen that grow. Um, on the other hand, these, the, the amount of shows, like you look at these top 100 shows, they're not one person teams. They're not five person teams. This is a 40, this is a 20 to $40,000 an episode podcast. Yeah, right? for sure. That was not a thing. People were not brands. Businesses were not over indexed on podcasts. They weren't like, Hey, I think we could drop. I think we could set aside 400,000 a year for the, for a podcast in 2014. Nobody did that. You know, in 2017, nobody did that. So the investment in podcasts, I think the evolution of audio, I think audio has, has, I mean, audiobooks, obviously Audible has been doing its thing for a long time, but them incorporating podcasts, amazing. Um, I love it. The technology, the technology really hasn't evolved, evolved that much as far mm -hmm. as like, you know, Hey, this microphone on this iPhone 11 or 10 or whatever is the same one that's on the six. Like they, they really hasn't changed. That hasn't changed that much, but yeah, I think the major things are like the lar the, how large podcasts are in terms of how big a production it is because now now it's a production right now it's like a tv show or a movie it's the same scale as that um you know these brands putting the, all their a lot of their money into them which for a huge brand probably isn't that much money but for us it is when we look at thirty forty thousand dollars an episode you know um and then, i mean other than that i mean and then just the final one the most obvious one is celebrities you saw in the yeah. pandemic oh my god yes yeah. so and 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 you saw the ones that had every single card right that then still failed or stopped. You see, you know, so people jumped on it. They go, oh my God, we should, so I have this idea now because everybody else has the same idea. And then they, you know, ran out of energy, ran out of steam really fast. And then it did nothing, you know? So I, I think that happened a lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, those are really the things. And then, and then also just as a bonus, people who were still, People who are real about podcasts, you really got to see that, you know, in the last few years of like, are these people sticking with it or not? You know? Oh, it's, it's surprising how many people drop. Like there's so many people who know they need a podcast. A lot of people, well, entrepreneurs, businesses, et cetera, et cetera, celebrities, they know they need one, but they don't understand why. They don't understand mm. why they need one. Now, when I first started working, I got my first, I graduated from college, got my first job in 2017. Um, you know, like four or five people at that company was saying, where's the money in podcasting? And now in 2017, it's like, well, it's not, you know, it'll be there. It's, it's advertising, but it'll be there. It's coming. Don't worry. Fast forward to today. They all have podcasts or are involved in a podcast or edit podcasts or want to do a podcast. Reach out to me to start a podcast, work for a company that do podcasts, all of them, every single one of them. So that's a big change. And I'm glad you mentioned technology. Because technology, for me, the biggest aspect of tech that's, that's going to change is RSS technology. People do not understand how vital and important and crazy RSS technology is and how much information and data is publicly available in an RSS feed. That's why we at APS customly build RSS feeds and distribute to 25-plus platforms worldwide. So RSS technology is Huge. Like I learned last year, you might not own your content. You got to check your RSS feed. So anytime I tell someone like who uses Anchor specifically, I don't want to shut out Anchor. I, I, like, I like Anchor, but fuck mm -hmm. Anchor. Anyone who uses Anchor, I go, check your RSS feed. You might not own your content. And they go, what do you mean? What's the email? Anchor 
4572YB4 at anchor.com. You don't own it. Anchor owns it. Anchor owns yeah, the content. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I thought that was true, but I, I I read a lot of things that said that that's not true. So I, I don't know what the truth really is. They really I don't think they really own it, but I, I understand why. And that's a proof of that's the proof that they do maybe. Um, but I, I think the, the lesson to be learned from that side of things is use a company, you know, and trust. I yeah. use anchor and had bad customer support. Yep. Anchor's great. I recommend anchor. I think if you're starting out and you want to try it, just use anchor. Why pay super for super easy. It's definitely super, super easy, easy. Yep. but I filed a ticket and two weeks went by and nothing happened. So I said, okay, I'm switching. You know, my thing is I need customer support. The company I use now, I can message the founder on Facebook and ask him a question if it came down to that. So I love that. I love that side of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. And like, yeah, the audio technology, um, the RSS feeds, I thought I was like, RSS feeds are outdated. They're stupid. Like they're so outdated, but but, um, yeah, yeah. And current, they're the future for sure. Yeah. And I think like the evolution of those, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I like this collective RSS feed. That's what I'm putting on my site now. And we're having all of our clients' podcasts filter into one um, RSS feed. So it's like, you know, it, it, the, 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 the different things you're going to be able to do with it are, are dynamic. I don't know much about RSS feeds specifically, but it seems promising. I'm more interested probably on the audio technology side of hardware. But, hey, I mean, every, there's so much going on. You can't even keep track of it. So you use, you use Captivate uh, for your podcast provider, your host. I know that because I found it in your RSS feed. Um, why Captivate? What do you like about them? I love Captivate. So I, first of all, first, the I was between Captivate, Libsyn, Buzzsprout, all those like first tier ones. Libsyn is, Capt- I, th- I like Libsyn as well. Libsyn is very, very mm-hmm. good. But they charge for storage, which is just very bizarre. Yeah, it's like a, a Dropbox type of vibe. I'm like, I hate that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to charge for Google Drive storage, Dropbox storage, and then podcast storage like it's uh, there's no way so i don't i like captivate because number one it's growth oriented when you go to anchor what does it tell you it says record an episode when you go to captivate it gives you your stats it goes hey dude look at you got four plays today (laughs) you know it makes you get real about your podcast and i'm not saying that downloads and stats are everything i they're not they're pretty useless to be honest but I liked that approach. I like the approach of let's see the numbers. I'm not even really a numbers guy. I just like that. So after I trialed it, after I used it, number one, the growth side, they have a ton of tools for growth. They really care about growth. And some of them that I use today, even a perfect example, my sponsor doesn't have an affiliate link for me because it's a very early company. Captivate gave me a custom affiliate link that I created myself now that I can track, right? Because now when I have more sponsors, Hey, this is what your data says. Hey, this is what my data says, right? So now I can back that up. So it's all pop for podcasters, growth oriented. And I love that I can host multiple shows. I know a lot of the platforms do that, but I just like how Captivate does it. And then you can create a podcast network, which I have for all of my clients. So it's called Podcast Principles Podcast Network, right? And I can embed that network on my website. So it'll be a collective feed of all the podcasts in our network. And now you have to pay for like, when it's more than three, you have to pay more. Right. And Captivate goes by download, so you pay per download. So when my show blows up to a million views, when a million plays, then I'm probably, I maybe I won't like Captivate anymore, but where I'm at, I'm good. I enjoy it. So let me ask you, you have a network feed, right? So say you have a network of four shows, right? Show A, B, C, D, and E, that's five. Um, now they're on one feed. Now mm-hmm. does show A have its own individual feed? Does show B have its own individual feed? Thank God. Yes. Yeah, so they have all their own. And then wherever you decide to put the network feed, that's on you. But that'll be on, you know, that'll be all. And then you also have a feature to drop an episode on all of the feeds at one time, which I don't really know how why you would use that, but I but it's that's a that's a feature too. But yeah, they have their own feeds. They have to. And then for them to be filtered into the main feed. Ryan, I kid you not, you're the first person I've asked that question to, and they know exactly what I mean. Like that concept is so foreign to people of why a network feed needs, if there's four shows, it needs five feeds that are available everywhere. Like that concept is so foreign to so many people and I just don't get it. It just, it boggles my mind. It's just like, because, you know, 
we have a wrestle wrestle act radio is a part of a wrestling network that I am a part. That's a part of something I'm a part of. So my show is Kings of the Rings. We have our own feed as well as wrestle act radio feed. And yeah, people are like, well, I want to drive everyone to one place. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to drive less people. And in the podcast industry, your audience can be spread out. That's totally fine. Like, you know, people make the argument as we were experiencing today that why would I do video? I want to drive everyone to one place. It's just like, well, People listen to consume content so many different ways. And if you have one piece of content spread across 15 different places that gets like 100 views each, Mm -hmm. or you can have it at one place that gets 800, which would you prefer? Or if you have one podcast that gets 10,000 on video and 80,000 on audio, would you rather just have 80,000 audio and not on video? It's like, so it's, 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 I'm very glad you knew exactly what I meant when I asked that question. I, I take a different philosophy to podcasting, as you saw in my post. I don't, I, I don't ru- I launch podcasts without video. Maybe I will in the future, but right now my stance is video. I count. I, that's why I said numbers are bullshit because I have 3,000 followers on Instagram. I have 4,000 on LinkedIn. Um, I have another 1,000 on Facebook. I count the person on Facebook that comments on the video that's a 30-second video of my podcast. I count them as a listener or a watcher. I count somebody off Instagram reels who comes to my account, follows my personal account. I count and they saw a 15 second Instagram reels clip of my podcast. And that's why they followed me. I consider them a listener Yeah, because it's the same. They're only clicking two things. Same thing. When you listen to a podcast, you don't know how long they're listening for unless you have video, unless you have YouTube. So it's like, first of all, you're going to, you're not going to, you're not getting any of those features either. So yeah, I mean, I treat it like that. I just don't look at podcasting of like, Oh, you know, that's why like Podcorn, you know, those websites that get you affiliates, they only look at your just audio plays. But then I just went to apply. I don't have it next to me, but I went to apply for to be an affiliate at a supplement company. And they said, how many followers do you have? And then give me all of your socials. So combined, I have like 8,000, you know? So that's the new way to do it. Like there isn't, you shouldn't just focus on audio plays. Like I understand you're in people's ears. It's more intimate and it's more, it's a different thing. But, and maybe there's more benefit of the, of the ask. Like if you ask them to join your email list on your podcast, they might actually join it. They might join it at a higher percentage than they do on your Instagram post. But I just look at it all as watchers and listeners and supporters, you know? So I don't really just. It's all connected. Yeah, it's all connected. It's it's all an ecosystem. If I ever got you to talk to Jared Laverne, he'll tell you about the napkin. So I literally drew out the whole ecosystem, the whole idea of, podcasting generally on a napkin and how like social media connects to the feeds to to the video and this this that and the other and that was like three years ago so yeah a hundred percent so in terms of like the future of podcasting what do you think of exclusive deals like when rogan announced he was gonna be exclusive to spotify i was i was mad first of all i was mad happy for him big fan of him he earned it he deserves it but it's just like, no, that is not the direction that podcast needs to go to. Exclusivity is where podcasting will die, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like TV and movies. I mean, that's what that's the model that they're following. Yeah, and exactly. That's right. But, but Spotify is taking a risk. So mm-hmm. people don't really realize that either. Like Spotify doesn't even, I don't even think they make money. Like, I don't, I'm not sure if they even are positive ROI. I, I could be really wrong on that, but I don't know. I, it's just at, at it's not like they're making that hundred million back immediately. You know, like this is an investment. Um, this is a, this is a brand decision, right? So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I understand the, I don't, I don't want to say I was mad. I was happy. I wasn't, I wanted it to stay the same. I wanted Joe Rogan's podcast to be on every platform and to be on YouTube and for me to have yep. my ad block yep. on YouTube and it was fucking perfect. It was just so perfect. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I guess my opinion fully on, on, on brand deals and, and these kind of, uh, or these, you know, singular deals, you get, get your money. I mean, do what you have to do. I, I'm not saying that I would do it, but maybe I would. I mean, Joe Rogan didn't think he would. If you asked him five years before that, he wouldn't have even known Never. what you're talking about. Yeah, so right? I want to be, be my own boss, right? Yeah, which is and, the freedom of podcasting. So, but people could say, which is the freedom of podcasting, people can say, but Joe, like the point was that you're a free podcast and you're not tied to one thing. And it's like, nah, the, the thing is, is I can say whatever I want to say. 
That's all Joe wants to actually do. Yeah. So, so he doesn't care where you listen to him on. And to be honest, he doesn't care about how many listeners he has. He, has, nope. he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He never has cared. Nope. Spotify is the only people that care. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you're like, all right, hey, you want, what's the most amount of money for the least amount of work? This, you know? So <laughs> literally, that's, that's, that's why I can't really push back too hard on it. Um, I mean, I think that all inclusive content is the way to go. I support that. That's what I believe in. That's what I do. But if I had one of my podcasts that was everywhere and then I, somebody, I had an idea for one, I started it and then a company wanted to buy it or license it. I'm looking at my wallet. You know, I'm not really thinking of 20% of listenership I might lose um, or find a way. For, maybe I'll have to find a way for them to be able to still listen, you know? So it's like, it gets really, there's a lot of details when you get into this type of thing. So it's definitely not black and white, but those are my like very roundabout thoughts on that. Yeah. I do think we're going to see more exclusive deals, not just Spotify, iTunes will probably get into some of that, et cetera, et cetera. And problem is not everyone's going to get a Rogan deal, right? Someone's going to sign that exclusive offer, piss off the internet and they're going to be gone and they're going to be screwed. And it's going to be a big fat lawsuit. I mean, that can happen regardless, but I, I just think with exclusivity, people need to realize that Rogan got that deal with the freedom to do whatever he wants. Most people are not going to get that. And even more people are not going to get that kind of money, which is estimated about $100 million. Mm -hmm. So, like, whereas if it's not exclusive, it's like you have money coming in from all different angles and you're in control of everything. Unless, you know, a platform like that decides to boot you off. But even if you have your own RSS feed, you can do whatever and you want with it. Yeah, and think about this though. Joe uses an ad agency, right, for his ads. Yep. He loses out on twenty to thirty percent of revenue from that. So if you're talking, oh, it's exclusive. It's like, yeah, so are his ads. Like he loses money there. It's like you, like I said, this is way very intricate. Um, and there's so many behind the scenes things. Like most people don't know that he uses an ad agency. I know because Tim Ferriss knows, and and I listened to Tim Ferriss, and that's what he said. Then I went and looked it up, and it was true. So. Um, you know, it's like, there's so many moving parts with this that, that it's kind of hard to say like it's good or it's bad, but yeah, I mean, Hey, more power to the companies. If they can buy it out, go for it. I mean, do what you got to do. Um, if it's ROI positive, I don't know the details on that, you know, yeah. end of the day, let the free market reign. All right. Let's talk with the Bobcast. Um, how'd this come about? Like, how did, how did you, where, where'd, where'd the name come from? And yeah, where'd the name come? Let's start there. How'd the name come from? Yeah. So my music name, rap name, however you want to call it, is Sully Bop. And that came from some guy at basketball camp, man, who like told me that this one guy's name, he was like, yo, Sully, this guy, his name's Sully Bob, and he's a basketball player, and he's this big-ass tall guy. And I never found that to be true. I could never find the guy. But I got home. I was in like eighth grade, and I started a YouTube channel called Sully Bop. So then Sully Bop became everything. It was Sully Bop, Sully Bop everywhere. That's the name. That's the hip, the rap name. It's my music name. That's everything. So my original podcast idea was the Millennial Mind Podcast, and it was all about just living life as a millennial and trying to figure things out. And it was a pretty good idea, but I also realized that this podcast, once I started doing interviews, that it was going to be personal to me and that I was doing it for myself first and foremost. So I said, and even one of my guests, he's been on three times. He said, why don't you name it Bobcast? And from there, I just thought that was a great idea. So I rebranded it and everything is Bobcast now. And I just keep it my brand. Like it, it makes it harder for people to find us because they don't, they're not intrigued by some crazy name and they see my picture and it's, they've never met me before, but um, I don't mind. I, I'd rather have it be tied directly with my brand as something that lives and dies with me. Definitely. No, I see that. I like to, I like it. I like the name Bobcast. It's just, you know, it's a play on podcast. It's perfect. Um, so who else is part of your podcast team and how they contribute? Yeah, girl, that's a great one. Nobody's ever asked that before. That's really good. Um, so uh, my friend, I will, I got to mention Brandon first. So my friend, Brandon let's Ferreira, go Brandon. He's, let's go, my man. <laughs> he's an extremely talented videographer, video editor, producer, uh, director. He, does he shoots my music videos and mm. so i we kind of started podcast principles together 
it was me and him. He was doing the audio editing. I was doing the, or he was doing the video and I was doing the audio and everything else. And then I'm like, Hey, can you help me with these Bobcast episodes? He's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I throw him a little bit of money. We're like doing it. And his, he, you know, he, his schedule just builds and builds and builds. Like he, this dude shoots hip hop music videos for a living and his schedule is just maxed out. Yeah. So he gets to a point and he's in the wedding industry too. And like, I'm in the DJ industry too. So like he, we're working weekends. It's, he couldn't, he couldn't contribute anymore just by his time. Right. Episodes were taking him like four hours to do. And I just, I didn't blame him, you know? So, but he's the OG, like he's the one who really started editing the videos and, and really showing me how to edit the videos and kind of that side of things. I learned a lot from him. And then, so he doesn't, he helps us out still for our in-person. Like if we, if I go to a business and interview them, he'll, he'll be able to show up and, and do that for us. And I really, really appreciate that. And that's been fun. I did two uh, podcasts in people's own businesses uh, in the last few months. So that was really fun. So he did that. And then a friend of mine, Tret, uh, his name's Tret Shepard. And so he helps with production right here. So he sits here. I have a little podcast studio over here. And so he's the one that runs the A10 mini and switches the scenes. He's kind of like, a jack of all trades when it comes to the podcasting, like he's learning, I'm teaching him everything that I possibly can. And he's helping out just donating his time. So shout out to him. And then, uh, Ryan Kelly, he designed our, our logo our new Bobcast logo. So the one you see there, uh, that's him that he does that freelance on the side. And, um, and Matt Kane designed the intro and the outro. So any animation stuff goes through him. So we have this kind of core team and it's, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Soda beats as a sponsor. Um, they, the, somebody I had on the podcast who created a hip hop beat making software, his brother was an engineer and he is a musician and they combined together to make a software. So they're my sponsor. And yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's really a core team. My producer, my music producer who does my beats, uh, he, he has the theme song, so he does all of our theme songs and stuff. So, I mean, I was trying not to forget everybody. There's, there's a lot. Do you guys do live productions? meaning like stream live yeah we used to but the internet wasn't good enough I, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna try it again though i think i'm gonna try it again because it will save if i could go directly to youtube that'd be amazing um it does require a lot of internet i think my rec i went to six different places at once live i went to like two youtube channels two facebook channels a twitch a twitter I think that's it. Got to make sure like my dad's not on the, you know, watching Netflix, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I mean, I was hard. I live alone. I have gigabyte speed. I had a uh, hardwired in via uh, ethernet and that's like 15 minutes. It crashed. And I was like, well, can't do six. Let's try five. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do five. Let's try four. It's like, so I, I would just do happy, happy with just YouTube. So it's <laughs> probably what I'm going to look towards doing. All right. Yeah. This requires, you need a lot of computing power and you need a lot of internet. That's oh, that was like that guy that posted that comment on my post today. Yeah, he was like, you don't understand what you need for video. You need this. You need that. It's like, dude, I did video off a webcam for two and a half years. Like, you're overcomplicating this. Yeah, this video is off a webcam. Right? I just plugged right into yeah. my computer. Now, nope. he's not wrong. No, um, he's right. He's actually right. Like, I just, yeah, yeah. It, it, if, you do, if you want to do like the highest level of video, yes, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. He's not wrong. Yeah, but you don't shout out that. to that guy for yeah, for the, for the long-winded guy. answer. That was he took way more time commenting that than I did making that post. So very angry, very angry. Very, very upset. People are up in arms, son. I can't wait to keep posting on there. All right, all right. Um, when you first started, what was the hurdle? What was the hardest part back at day one? Other than listening to yourself, that's always the easy answer. Editing yourself is the hardest part. What's the second hardest part? Just social media. Yeah, the yeah. podcast stuff is easy. I, I, that's all easy to me. I, I even the, the editing's easy. It sucks, but I, it's easy. Everything's easy for me. I'm a natural. I can just talk to people, interview people. I I've really honed my interviewing skills. That's just been fun. Um, I can't say that was easy. It's hard to be a good interviewer, but, um, the hardest part is keeping up with everything, sending everybody all the links set posting to Facebook, then Instagram, then LinkedIn, then blah, 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 blah. So that was the, not a difficult, not hard difficulty. It's just time management yeah, for that. Tedious. Um, the hardest thing, I guess hardest thing is probably, this is another thing. It's not hard. It's just tedious getting people to show up. I do in-person interviews. I never realized you never know how much time it takes to, to get a podcast together just to get somebody in the seat. Yeah. So those, those two things for sure. Yeah. I, I miss doing in-person interviews. Like my goal is to go back to doing these in person. Um, just who knows when that's going to be. 
who knows when that's going to be. But I miss doing them in person. I think they're definitely better in person. I always wonder, like, how is does Joe does Joe fly out guests or do guests all fly in on their own dime? That's always something I wonder. Oh no, 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 no. He he plays for everything for everybody, Bob. Just so you know, he pays for everything. So like all the the hotel, the flight. God, that is wild. That's yeah, but, that's a goal. That's I know a goal. Tim Tim Ferris does in you know remote, and he sends everybody a mic that they can keep. Mm, that's a good so idea. So think too, about that. Good audio, yeah, yeah. So one a week, a hundred dollars a week. You know that adds up in a year. Obviously, he's making heavy affiliate off of it, and he's his net worth is like you know tens of millions. But you know, yeah, I always wonder that. Like when I talk to I talk to a lot of podcasters. Obviously, I'm like, okay, they gotta know. They gotta know. Like you know, they gotta have a good mic, right? Being in a quiet room with good lighting, but. I say it anyway as a courtesy, but it's like they have to know. And I'm surprised when people show up, it's just like, oh, you're just. Oh, people don't know. They no don't know. way. I have zero expectations for people to have good lighting and like decent setup and like the, the light facing them. And I know people aren't going to listen or don't know. What kind of mic you use? This is a uh, Rode NT. I always see you say NTA. So it's NT1A. And so my friend got this to record hip hop vocals and never did and sold it to me. And so I'm looking to get SM7s. That's the Samson 280. What's that one? This is the, uh, this is the RE20. Like this. Okay, that's what it is. Yes, yeah. yes. This one's just like, I. it, it took me years. Anytime, anytime someone's like, what mic should I get? I go, not this one. <laughs> because this one was like 500 bucks and I didn't buy it until like two years ago when I knew like I'm doing this for the rest of my life. So like I, I upgraded. Mm-hmm. My first mic was like the hundred dollar podcast kit off Amazon. I'm gonna give you a basic exactly, exact a stick mic exactly. Like and I and I work my way up from there. I love Rode. They're a great product, great company. Um, but this one was just like this is one like you know Howard Stern, SiriusXM. They use this kind of rate this mic. So when I when I was in college, the radio station used this kind of mic. This is very radio esque mic. Um, but yeah, no road. Yeah, not as mic. dynamic. Yeah, very tight. Everything. It just captures what's right here. Exactly. This thing captures the car alarm from a mile away. Like yeah. this thing captures everything. So we're upgrading. I mean, obviously this mic's a lot better for when you're doing in person and you have the air conditioner on, um, you know, but uh, we're figuring that out. But yeah, um, I love this. I use this for podcasting calls, hip hop vocals, yep, literally singing, everything. Yep. everything. It's my go-to. I'll always leave this one on my desk. And then when I get new ones, I'll I'll put them, you know, in the podcast setup. But all right, so let's talk about show structure. Like, how do you structure your show? Because you have a lot of guests. Do all of them have guests? Yes. All right. So how do you how do you how do you structure your show? How do you go about structuring your show with guests? So it's kind of a my own madness type of thing. I hear that. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is you know how it is. I mean, the problem is you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't. So I, there's a few schools of thought. There's one where you keep it short. You let, you let some really good things happen. You kind of let the guests express themselves a lot. Yep. And then they probably have like another 50% to go and then you cut it short. I know people that do that. I understand why they do that, you know, because then they will maybe want to listen to the next episode with that guest. Um, then there's the thing of like Tim Ferriss style. He does two hours, then he cuts it up. If he needs to, he cuts it up and he lets the guest take out any portions that they want to take out. Uh, and so he'll take a two hour and make it an hour and 20 or an hour and 50, or he won't edit it at all. He'll edit it if he needs to. Right. And then there's the full Joe Rogan style, click, click record, click live and just go. And so I really have more probably Joe Rogan style than anything. Yeah. But the way I look at it is like, I have a, I have like maybe this much notes, like maybe a few lines for a, for a person. If I don't know them, I need way less to be honest, which you would think is the other way around. But if I don't know them, I'm pretty good at, you know, exploring the topics and making that into an hour and two hours. Um, but the way I look at it now is like, I have two different ways. I'll, I'll sit down and let them go through their background first and take it from there and let the conversation go. I don't have questions prepared. Um, or I'll let them tell a story. Then we'll start to get into the episode from the story. So I, I've tried those two. The story one works way better for remote because it's just that you don't have the in-person of like talking beforehand and yeah. creating an experience. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a interview structure. I, I just try to ask really good questions and try not to talk that much. <laughs> so I don't bore people. I try to get the most out of people. I mean, I don't know how to explain that. 
because I just kind of, I guess have my own way of, of doing it. I, I try to ask great questions. Like that's my number one goal is ask questions that people have not been asked before. And when people get off the interview, they say, that's my best interview I've done. Like that's my goals. So yeah. structure, it's neither here nor there for me. It's really just like part of the process. My, my basic, my basic is like, okay, just give me as much info about yourself as you can. Like obviously podcast is important. I listen to the podcast, get an idea of who you are as a host, et cetera, et cetera. Website, mm-hmm. okay, what does this person do? Who are they, right? And it's just pretty much, just, and I just go from there. You know, I write up a little intro. Most of I just pull it from your website. You know, like just general questions. Always start off with who are you? What do you do? Um, Like with you in particular, it's like, okay, we're both in the podcast industry. We can talk a lot about the industry as a whole. And of course, the point of the podcast is to talk about your actual podcast, the Bobcast. So mm. it's pretty easy from there. Like next, I'm going to ask a lot about your guests. Um, But in terms of structure, like I, I like to keep it open where, if we go off into a tangent, you know, ride the wave, ride the wave. I like, I like letting the guests talk as much as possible because, you know, I'm trying to learn about them, but at the same time, people out there might listen like my, my shenanigans, like what I have to say. So I like to give my personal anecdotes as well, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, so then I'll pivot. How do you actually come up with your questions? Like it's obviously that you you don't want to um, focus on something someone has been asked before, that's 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 a great goal to have, and it's never a question I think it's going to be that someone goes, "I've never thought I've never been asked that before." So, like, how do you like how do you go about forming questions? What goes through your mind? I, yeah, I think I have an easy job a lot of the times because I'm interviewing people who have never been interviewed before. So there's, mm-hmm. it's not like they've told the story four hundred times. Like with me on a podcast, it's like I've told my story so many times on podcasts, like 30, 40 times. Yeah. I kind of got it down now. So. I've also been asked a lot of questions. So when I get a question that nobody's asked me before, it's actually a good question because I've, there's been so many before it, but with some, a lot of my guests, they haven't been interviewed before. They've been on stage. They might've performed 400 times, but they might've only been interviewed once or never before. And a lot of the podcast experiences they have weren't that good. So I'm coming into this, like, as long as I don't mess up too bad, even if I didn't prepare at all, it'll be a good interview. Um, and I know that that's, you know, might sound arrogant or something, but I mean, to create great questions, I mean, a lot of them just come up in my head. Like they just pop up in my head. Like I just make sure the answer to how to get great questions is, are you mentally healthy right now? Are you physically healthy right now? Are you in shape? Have you been eating? Okay. Is your, are you taking vitamins? That's my, that's how I come up with good questions. I like my brain will create the questions as I'm going but I, that's happened to me. I, I'll record these at eight o'clock at night. It's like, I'm brain dead. Yeah. I already did through my whole day and worked out. It's like, I can't barely come up with the next thing, you know? So I think it, for me, it's creating the environment. I don't know what it is for other people though. Like I couldn't give you a, fr- like I could kind of give you a framework for asking questions. I mean, there's just great questions that you can ask people that they haven't been asked before. And I've gotten them from other podcasters. Um, you know, what's the worst piece of advice you've, you've ever gotten and why is it the worst piece of advice? You know, instead of asking for the best piece of advice, those type of flip-flops I love, you know, but, uh, so there's ways that you can ask great questions without just by learning from people who ask great questions. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess to answer that, it's a combination of things for me. It definitely helps. Like if you have good energy, like I get, I get told all the time, people love my energy on a podcast and I don't know where it comes from. I can't have, fake it, right? No, can't fake it's it. like, I can't fake it. It's just like once, like I, I, I tell a story a lot on podcasts too, but like, you know, I hosted college radio and, in, and, in, in, um, and school and, you know, it was Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. And the greatest compliment I ever got was like, well, I can't believe your energy in my morning coffee. Like you're just like my morning coffee. And I was like, wow, thank you. Because I woke up hungover and exhausted. As soon as that mic's hot, good morning, New York. Like, you know, it's, it, I, just, I just hop right into it. So like part of being a good interviewer is also just being true to yourself. And it's just like, I don't know how to turn this off. I don't know how to turn I'm off this, so this you, energy. Dude. But as soon as we hang up this phone, I'm going to go, <sighs> like right, yes. and I, I got another <sighs> call in say at six thirty. So it's like I feel you, dude. It's like you get five minutes of rest, and then it's like, all right, I'm on again. You know, I feel like it's like it's the news or something. You know? Right. So we'll wrap this up pretty quickly. So guests, how do you find them? Do they need to fight? A, do they need to fight? Fight. See, I'm already tired. Do they need to fit a certain criteria with your guests? And how do you find them? And do they need to fit a certain criteria? 
Yeah. So how I find them, I have many different ways to find them. I found, well, I won't go into that yet. I'll start with the basics. So I have a brand, I have a few thousand followers. So people just naturally come to me through that. I have a lot of people reaching out to me. So I could probably fill half a year of guests from people just reaching out. Gift and, and a then, Gift and a, oh, I'll, I can tell you about one I, I'm about to do. Uh, it's funny. I'll do that off call. But uh, so I have that. And then I have, I have LinkedIn, which has been great because you kind of see what people do. You kind of see their accomplishments, which is sometimes good and bad. But, uh, and then after that, yeah, it's really just socials. Like it's, 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 it's diving on Instagram and then going to physical in-person things. So I do open mics with a group called Mad Minds and they host uh, open mics for hip hop and R&B artists, really for anybody, but it's mostly hip hop. And there, dude, I just network. Like all my guests come from networking. I went to there, I met every single person and I slowly start to interview these people. So I've interviewed probably five people I've met from there already. And then on Wednesday, I have another one with the guy who runs it, uh, my friend Turk. So I find these little pockets and I'll end that with saying, or maybe the advice is use your networking. If you have a problem getting guests, hundred percent your fault. There's nobody else. Like you should have no problem getting guests. Take shitty guests in the beginning, right? Um, Just to have guests. And then I got, so uh, I, I flip cars like on the side, like that's just a side hustle that I have. Like I said, I was a mechanic, so that's like some extra income. I, I have fun with my cars and uh, motorcycles and stuff like that. So I'm always on Facebook marketplace. I was on marketplace the other day. I typed in minimum price, $80,000. I found an Audi R8 for 119,000. He was asking for it. So, right. So I messaged the guy and I say, Hey man, wondering what you do for a living. I run this podcast. I'm just interested. He's like, yeah, I own this exhaust BMW performance exhaust company that I've been building since I was 17 years old. And I said, all right, man, here's some information on my podcast. What do you think? And he said, yeah, I'd love to do it. And then we booked it and we rescheduled a couple of times cause he's busy, but I mean, he's going to do the podcast. So I literally got that guy off Facebook marketplace. So if you have any excuse for not getting guests, like you're just not trying at yeah, all, you're just, you're um, bad. but that's, <laughs> you're bad. Yeah. You're, you're bad. So, you know, that's, and like how you got, I mean, I saw your post on that New Jersey thing that probably only 30 people saw that post, but I was just one of them who reached out. Yeah, shout out to my girlfriend who showed me that group. She's like, listen, people are in your area, you never know. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Sure, why not? You're the only one. One, the only one. And then, you know. I'm the guy, dude, trust me. That's my game, bro. That's always been my game. Like, I will figure out how to get to you. Like, I'll take the opportunity no matter what. Like, that's just my, that's, I don't know. You got to have that mindset, man. I mean, I'm going a little off the rails here, but. So, um, give me a dream guest, two or three. Um, and that's a question you've been asked a million times, I'm sure, but. Not, uh, not really. It's just hard for me. Cause I, I, um, it's, it's hard because I want to say the obvious ones, but I just know that, you know, they're, they, you just don't know an episode, like the episodes with the smallest guests who never done a podcast before sometimes the best, but I mean, I guess it would be just the, um, honestly, there's like small rappers that I want to get on really bad. Like I, I want to say like celebrities and stuff, but it's not even that. It's like this one dude, Cal Scrooby. I really want to get him on. I'm talking, um, we're actually about to get his girlfriend on who does work in the cannabis industry. You know, um, I, I, I want to get her on to talk about what she does. And I also want to get him on because I'm, he's such an inspiration for my music. Um, and then, so it's like, it's really people that I'm inspired by who are like just hard to get in touch with. Like a lot of these artists, um, who else was it? Uh, David Morris. He's like a country rap artist. I really want to get him on. Right. It's like these there's, they're not like, it's not, obviously I want to get Joe on and Tim Ferriss and all these guys, Tom Billy, but that would be great. But I re- there's like these smaller people that I really want to get on. So those are kind of like a dream guests are great, but it's just more about these people that I want to get on for a specific reason. You hey know? man, dream guests can be very near term. I totally feel that there's a guy, there's a guy I've actually had a guest on my wrestling podcast who I now want to get as a guest on my other podcast. Um, and he also hosts wrestling podcast, but it's like, he's doing this new project. Uh, he, work, he works at a strip club. So he's doing this new podcast project at a strip, at a strip club. So it's like, I have so many questions and like, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to reach out to him and be like, dude, I want Like that's a dream guest. That's a hundred percent a dream guest or like, so a dream guest is someone who is on the come up that isn't famous yet. Like interviewing Drake in 2010, like 
something like that would be a dream guest. Like, I feel like celebrities who already made it, you're just boring. Like, what they can don't you possibly ask them that they haven't been exactly. asked Exactly. Exactly. That's and where that I'm at. They're goddamn fucking PR agents. Like this. That's the thing too. That's why I stick to these like people who are like you said, just on the come up. You know, I had a guy who's one of the biggest up and coming artists in Jersey. He's got millions of plays. I texted him. We set it up. He came to my house. No agents. No emails. Nothing. You know. Yeah. That's a dream to me. <laughs> so let, now let me now let me flip it. Any podcast you really want to be a guest on. Dude, I want to be on Joe Rogan so bad. I want to be on Joe Rogan so Um, bad. (laughs) No, like I I said, it's the same thing for that. It's like, obviously, I want to be on Joe Rogan. Obviously, I think the conversation would be great. So does everybody else. And uh, I I will quote my friend Beej Links. Uh, He said to me, the first time I went in the studio, first time I recorded at his place, he said, you think your bars are dope, and so does everybody else. Everybody else thinks their bars are dope. And so I use that metaphor. It's like everybody thinks they'd be a great guest or thinks they'd have an amazing interview. Uh, But yeah, I mean, podcasts that uh, I'd love to be on a stoicism podcast because I'm really into stoicism. I would love to, uh, there's a couple, Eric Cloward runs one, um, the still coffee break that that's pretty cool. I don't think he has guests, but anything around that topic, I'd love to be involved in more fitness as well. And, and uh, kind of mental health supplementation, I'd love to be on one of those fitness, like a like a more intricate fitness podcast. Just cars, I love to be. There's this one podcast that I think they might even stop. It's called Pit Stop, and they pin two cars against each other and they argue each argue for each car. That's, oh, that's my great. that's great. Right? That's my dude. It's an amazing concept. That's great. They. They got like a thousand fans in like just three weeks by doing Instagram ads. It's like I don't know, just the I don't idea know or was care amazing about anything about cars, but that's a great idea, right? That's, that's a great, great idea. idea. And then bringing guests, like dude, bring in a guy who works at Toyota, and then a guy who works at Ford, or like you know, you get so creative. So you, your wheels those, not spinning. Yeah, my wheel is spinning really, now too. What would you know, I do that, with that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And that just got my like. That just gave me an idea. It's like I should start reaching out to some of these niche podcasts just because I. Like I'm, I'm still passionate about these other things too, you know? So yeah, that would really be it. These kind of like smaller ones. Podcasting is where passions is where passions blend. Really. It really is where mm-hmm. passions blend. But Ryan, that's all I got for you, man. We reached out our limit. I'm very glad we did. Before we go, is there anything you want to ask me? I'm an open book here too, my friend. Mm, I mean, what is, um, what has been, all right, well, I'm going to put that question on you that I mentioned. Like, what's the worst piece of advice that people gave you about podcasting? There's no money in it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's saturated, right? That yeah. Thing, now, thing. now it's, well, everyone has it. It's like, okay, it's well, which one is it? People have been saying that for six years. Yeah. Right. Now, like I, one of my favorite guests of all time is like a dream guest of mine is Adam Curry, like the pod father, one of the first person to ever do it. The pod father, man. I mentioned him in like, yeah, my new podcast. That's funny. But I interviewed someone who started podcasting in 2004. Um, on this podcast, I think his name is Matthew Selznick. And he was just fascinating. Because I was like, oh my God, I have, again, my wheels started turning. I have so many questions. What was it like back then? And it's interesting because the same features that were alive back then are still alive today. The same things that people were saying is not going to work isn't going to work today. So the worst piece of advice is there's no money in it, which is just not true. There's just, there is money in it. It's just you have to work harder to find it. That's how I, that's how I turned that. But no, that, that, is, that is a great question. Um, so, Ryan, that's where we will wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ambiguous Podcast Solution with my guest, Ryan Sullivan, from the Bopcast Podcast, as well as Podcast Principles. Ryan, please tell the people anywhere they can find you, get in touch with you, your plugs, social media, anything and everything in between. The floor is yours. Thank you. Appreciate it, Will. Sullybop.com, S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P, Sullybop.com. That's my whole personal brand. That's all the hip-hop and rap and, and bop cast. And then as far as the business goes, we are building our websites under construction as we speak. Uh, but you can just follow me on LinkedIn for anything uh, on, on that wave. So that's LinkedIn slash I-N slash Sullybop for that too. So if you want to find me anywhere just type in sully bop and then the platform and it'll come up it doesn't matter facebook twitter instagram linkedin youtube um the, all, all of that i'm most active on on instagram and linkedin so um if you want to hit me on all those and always open for messages anything you want to talk about just hit me i'm always i'll hit you back so 
All right, Ryan, thank you again very much. My my name, of course, as I scored my outro already, my name, of course, is Will Tarashuk. It's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Anything and everything from this podcast or all the other podcasts I do, including this one, the biggest podcast solution, talking with Tarashuk, why I talk to anyone I genuinely find interesting. It doesn't have a podcast. It's the only caveat. Um, as well as Kings of the Rings, if you like wrestling, or my personal podcast, which is like my dear diary, The Comfort Zone, can be found at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. All of our other podcast partners and affiliates can be found at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. If you have a podcast out there and want to be interviewed by myself, reach out to me at will at apspodcast.com. That's W-I-L-L at A-P-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Uh, we'll be back next time with a brand new guest, maybe a brand new host. You know, two other people do host this podcast as well. But until then, keep on podcasting and we'll see where it goes. Enjoy life, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. If you want your podcast featured on the show, reach out to us at info at APSpodcast.com. You can find more content from all of our APS partners over at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. If you liked this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Want to find out more about our guests? Check out the description or anywhere across our social media channels for all of their links and information. Check out our YouTube channel for this and all featured podcast clips and more. This podcast was hosted, produced, and distributed by Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. We'll see you next time.